Welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily. I'm Jodan Bart. And are these are these the same song? Just real quick. Serious question. All right. All right. Shoot. And. Are they the same song? No, no. No. I, I don't think they are either, but for some reason, Ed Sheeran is getting his pants suit off him. Or his pants suit again. Off, <laughs> ways to get his pants off um, by saying he stole the chord progression from Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Another Ed, well, this another Ed's estate who wrote the song with Marvin Gaye. Ed Townsend. Is, mm-hmm. is suing Ed Sheeran saying that Ed stole the three, three, uh, I'm sorry, the one, three, four, five chord progression for his song, Let's Get It On. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ed's is kind of more like one, one with three in the bass, four <laughs> and five. So I'd say the second chord is kind of an implied third there. You don't need to really understand music theory to know they're not literally the same chords. I'm not sure they're literally the same key. I'm pretty sure they're not the same key. They're not. They're mm-hmm. like a half step different or something. Yeah, it's uh, E flat major is let's get it on. And I think thinking out loud is D. Yeah, so one half step mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. The melodies aren't the same. No. <laughs> they no. both kind of like have a similar feel, but it's the melodies aren't the same. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, so Marvin Gaye's estate successfully sued the songwriters from Blurred Lines, including Robin Thicke and Pharrell, yep. uh, for stealing, quote, like, the groove of that song. And if you put them next to each other on sheet music, they're not the same. If you put these next to each other in a chord chart, they're not the same. Why does this keep happening? I'm pretty sure Marvin Gaye's family lost this lawsuit in 2019. Why does it keep coming back? I just sense a little bit of desperation. I gotta, I'm gonna guess money, yeah, and greed, and uh, the desire to ruin copyright law and intellectual property for everybody for the rest of time. If that actually, like, if they win, I mean, it sets a really, really dangerous precedent going forward for any musician or any creator really using, like, just those chords, like any just four chords. Yeah. I mean, there are a few things you need to prove copyright infringement um, Hmm. for a song. Uh, One is access, and obviously everyone in the English-speaking world has, for the most part, had access to the song Let's Get It On. Uh, so there's that. The other one's substantial similarity, and I would not call this similarity substantial. I'm also not a lawyer, but if I was on this jury, uh, I I would just say no. They're they're not the same. They're just not the same. No. And one of the things that uh, this estate is claiming is that in concerts, Ed will be playing "Thinking Out Loud," and then he'll play "Let's Get It On." Over the same chords because they are similar. They are so fairly similar, substantially similar. I don't know about yeah. that. I, I mean, really don't think so. 
a lot of artists, as you see, will do mashups. It's kind of like an entertainment thing or kind of like an intermission in a way. And like, hey, let's see how many songs that are sound kind of similar we can fit in, you know, kill a little bit, you know, of time. But yeah, I mean, just because you play four chords doesn't mean, hey, sue me, you know? <laughs> I mean, Elvis Costello, when playing Allison, frequently goes into uh, tracks of my tears because they have similar chord progressions. Okay. I don't think Smokey Robinson's interested in suing Elvis Costello over that. <laughs> I think if anything, it's it kind of is what keeps keeps the song alive. I, I we really take for granted the idea that everyone's always going to hear songs like "Let's Get It On," which came out in 1973, <laughs> if I recall correctly and know it forever but the truth is you you will always need newer younger artists like ed sheeran to keep legacies going or you'll need it to be in movies tv shows commercials on yeah. the radio still like you need these songs need to be, keep being played there were songs that were huge in the 20s 30s 40s even 50s that we don't that just we're not like this is not in our lexicon anymore huge no. songs that inspired other songs that are referenced in other big songs and movies we're just like uh don't know it <laughs> um at least for the most part i mean you could have like uh let me see i think i would think of 40s would be the Andrew sisters. You know, oh, you yeah. don't really hear much of them anymore. And they were very popular yeah. in those days. That's why I had to look it up and make sure I was right. Yeah, um, but I, mean, I, love, the most I love listening see, to them. Yeah. The most you see the Andrew sisters in popular culture is when SNL did like the ladies turning into raccoons at the end of the night skit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that one? That was a great oh one. God. If you haven't, it's like got Kate McKinnon and all those women. And they're like doing Andrew sisters Kate. shit. And then, yeah. And then they start like singing about like eating garbage. I I don't remember it. I'm not sure I remember this very correctly. I was laughing too fucking hard. But uh, it, it was like, yeah, that was the kind of thing. But let's, let's go back to songs yeah. with the one, three, four, five progression. Uh, the Beatles, I Feel Fine, which obviously came out before 1973 because the Beatles broke up by then. <laughs> Crocodile, Rock, by Elton John, Rod Stewart's Have I Told You Lately. Those are all songs that use that same progression according to True Fire. So yeah. it's very, it's it's really popular. Um, and just in R&B in general, which you can, you can say, you know, maybe Marvin Gaye is kind of like, at least Ed Sheeran's got some R&B influences. I know he's been influenced by TLC. I'm pretty sure... He was influenced by TLC for um, Shape of You, but I, I I might be remembering that one wrong. <laughs> but like lots of these influences, R&B likes to do ascending chord progressions like that. And yeah. that's yeah, really similar, cool. Similar climbing diato diatonic chord progression. They'll have like a pushed rim uh, rhythm on the second and the fourth chord of the progression. Bass guitar and drums playing simple like groove in unison. Like, mm -hmm. you know, vocal melody, you know, starting on like the second beat of the bar. Yeah, that's that's it's a for, it's not it's a formula that you start with yeah. and then you make adjustments to because you have to learn how other people write songs before you can learn how to write songs. Yes. It's like you don't just start playing your own guitar shit. You learn mm -hmm. other people's things. But the chord progression, if you don't know a lot about music theory, you, you probably know uh, a bit of what a scale is, the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. So it's the do, mi, fa, so. I think do, re, mi, fa, so. Yeah. So if it was an E, I'm going to start with an E chord. Mm -hmm. 
The two would be an F sharp minor. The three would be uh, a flat minor. Someone's going to yell at me for using sharps or flats wrong. <laughs> and then you have an A major. It's fun. And then you have a B. And so in R&B, it's... Maybe, maybe major seventh chords in there instead. Major seventh, major seventh. So, like, it's, you take the, that progression, you make some mm -hmm. variations, maybe seventh chords, maybe sixth chords, whatever floats your yeah. boat, and you you make it your own. I mean, how many people have written songs just starting with the one, four, five? Yeah. A lot I of mean, people. If also, if we want to take, you know, let's get it on, you know, that kind of uh, chord progression. Uh, if anybody remembers like the Wii Golf game, that sounds very similar as well. If you want to say, I guess they, maybe they can also, you know, after this, sue Nintendo as well. Oh, that's more money, <laughs> it's, man. It's, yeah, that's it where is. Money is. You see, that's where they should have gone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's something that is within a style of music where you're going to see a common kind of you know, family tree of course progressions in which will be typically used within that kind of uh, expression of music styles. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Ed Sheeran probably has um, taken things from other songs. I, I think he's had to make other people songwriters on his songs um, after, and after the fact. And that's kind of common in music nowadays. Sam mm -hmm. Smith, their song, Stay With Me, uh, basically just gave up some songwriting credit credit to Tom Petty because it was more similar. I still don't really think that was fair because it was yeah. da, da, da. give me like it's just very simple. It has to be unique. It has to be substantially similar and you have to have access. Like it, it, you you this shouldn't be you shouldn't be passing this test of is it unique enough is it groundbreaking enough is this something that's obviously been stolen like my sweet lord the george harrison song mm -hmm. very clearly stole from a, another song um i think i had my sweet lord ripped off what song uh he's so fine the Ronnie Mack song, He's So Fine, which was a hit in 1963 for the Chiffons. And then My Sweet Lord came out in 1970. So he obviously heard it somewhere. It got stuck in his head. And he accidentally, we'll give George Harrison the benefit of the doubt here, accidentally, which ripped it off. And he was like, oh, it, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> It sometimes can happen. Like, again, it's derivative. Like, you'll be inspired by something. You'll write something in a day and a half, and people will be like, hey, this is a new song. They're like, oh, wait, wait, that's, that sounds very similar to this song. And I was like, well, I've never heard that song. But uh, that's, I mean, it's it's interesting how, again, you can be in two different, like, sides of the U.S. and just come up with an idea that sounds similar because nothing really is original anymore. Yeah, I mean, Dua Lipa, there was some florida-based ska or reggae band that accused her of plagiarism on one of her big songs and the thing was the big thing was access like did she like obviously everything goes on the internet these days but that doesn't really prove access like there's a lot of stuff on the internet that no one's ever going to see 
Um, like they made claims that their song debuted, their album debuted pretty high on the Billboard reggae charts, which is not saying a lot. And also, I couldn't mm-hmm. confirm that. And I have a Billboard professional subscription; I couldn't find it. Um, and there, and it wasn't on other streaming services. The only place that it was was SoundCloud, and you can always. Uh, like keep the same title, keep the upload date, keep the play count, and then put a new song file into SoundCloud. So it doesn't really pass the smell test, that one. Yeah. But if if it had been proven that she could have access to that song, like if you find on her computer somewhere that she listened somewhere. to that song on YouTube or something, I mean, that that that's a, a smoking gun uh, for mean, sure. A par- Apart from that, uh, when Ed Sheeran was on the stand, one of the things that he basically said, if I was to be obviously guilty of such a thing, um, it wouldn't be obviously the Marvin Gaye song, he said. If anything, it'd be Van Morrison's work, Crazy Love, that I would be had you know pretty much pinned on if we were really to look at the two of those because they also have in the chorus the same descending manner in both songs. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. It, mm-hmm. it, the band that sued Dua Lipa, I think it was an Adam Neely video. It's like, thing is, they both took this from Outcast, the Rose, Rosa Parks Outcast. The, that had the exact same thing that they accused Dua Lipa of stealing from them. They just took it from Outcast, and it's just a Charleston rhythm. <laughs> like, like you cannot, <laughs> and that's like that gets into the like that's what you can't copyright. You can't copyright. A Charleston rhythm. You can't cut, co- and you can't copyright like shit. Like, um, you can't copyright that kind of stuff. You just can't. It's too widely used, and it's too basic. It's just it's a shuffle. That that's a, that was a shuffle. That's not the like Charleston a, rhythm. It's like a vamp, right? Kind of like a vamp. Yeah, it's just a shuffle. It's like, it's just a little bit. I think that's satin doll. I don't actually, I don't actually know. But like, (laughs) if you look at, if you want to do like country music, for example, there's, everyone knows the song. Should have been different. It should have been different, but it wasn't different. Was it same old story and dear John so long. There's a song that Nico Case recorded for her live at In Austin Limits. In California, I dream of snow. One, I'm not a singer. And two, I spent the whole weekend scream singing at a hold steady shows. So my voice is <laughs> bad. So don't judge me from that, but just know it's this exact same. So it's just like how it's played. Versus. It's just a descending bass line yeah. over a real, relatively boilerplate chord progression. You can't, you're not going to, you can't sue for, you, you're no. not going to sue for and, that because you, and, it's just like, it's not what's important about a song. What's important is the melody, melody. and the lyrics. Yeah. And again, like it's, it's funny again, that the Ed Townsend state is suing, you know, Ed Sheeran on this when Ed Townsend himself is, if you look at two songs, he is, would be guilty of the same thing. Whereas like his song in 1958 for your love 
was actually a taken a chord progression and a harmonic rhythm from Earth Angel, which was recorded and written in 1954 by the Penguins. Everybody borrows in music. That's just what you yeah. do. It's just what you do. You learn from other people. You take that and you build on it. And that's how we get evolution in music. That's how we get more interesting music ultimately. And yeah. it's just, it's really that's, crappy that's how... to try to be like, I came up with that first acting like you didn't have an influence when you wrote that thing. As far as chord no. progressions go. <laughs> Melodies yeah. are a bigger thing. I know we talked about this on the show hmm. that Olivia Rodrigo, uh, people were saying that she plagiarized elvis costello's pump it up and elvis is like ah fuck it's great it's awesome it's fun music it's all <laughs> so about bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and like one thing that uh, this estate is suing ed sheeran and some of their proof air quotes proof is that he uh will in, in concerts because they are kind of similar chord progressions go from thinking out loud into let's get it on it's like, yeah, they're similar chord progression. They're similar tempo. They're close in key. Same, yeah, BPM but is 80. Yep. It shows like that underlying similarity, but it also highlights <laughs> that the melodies are not, they're just not the same. And no. El- going back to Elvis Costello, when he plays Allison live, sometimes he'll go into Tracks of My Tears, the Smokey Robinson song. You think Smokey wants to sue Elvis Costello? Hell no. And I don't think that the songwriters themselves would want to sue Ed Sheeran over this. It's just a money grab. It seems very greedy. And if they win, they're going to ruin, ruin yeah. intellectual property laws for musicians around the world. Yeah, they're going to ruin everything. I mean, I I won't be able to write music practically. Um, no, but it will, the thing is, it won't matter unless you sell a billion copies, get a billion yeah, streams or whatever. <laughs> it's dumb. It's It's really dumb. And uh, it's upsetting, and I've never no, wanted so- I've never wanted someone to lose a court case as badly, <laughs> and then yeah. be forced to pay damages. <laughs> no, I get you. I mean, again, we look at how Western history of music is, and we would paraphrase hymns for hundreds of years. You know, mm-hmm. modern jazz like it uses the same chord progressions. And I mean, if we were going to, you know, take a chord progression and pretty much say in the same logic this chord progression in jazz used the same that maybe like you know george kirsch you know used uh, in the flintstones i guess we're gonna sue you know those people i mean in yeah. the end um it pretty much yeah it comes down to a cash grab um in so far in the court case that i heard so far and i'm gonna keep listening i guess the following week um they also brought ai into it and asked, yes, they did. They asked Chat GPT, uh, GPT, uh, to write, you know, obviously a "Let's Get It On" song. <laughs> so it did its, you know, obviously as we've had this conversation on the podcast before, it did its best attempt <laughs> at trying to write music. And uh, from what the reports are, what it came up with, the jurors started to chuckle and laugh because it just it still sounded different regardless of using like the same type of chord structure and everything it still sounded different so of course the ed townsend side didn't like that and they said well this bringing ai into this is very disrespectful to you know obviously legacy and whatnot no it's just like no you're uh, disrespecting your your forefather's legacy 
great on your own. I asked ChatGPT what the chord progression was. <laughs> Let's get it on. And it said it was one six one six four five. To which I responded, are you sure? Let's get it on. Doesn't have a one three four five chord progression. I said, I apologize for the error in my earlier response. You are correct <laughs> that it is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. Okay, chat GPT. Everything I asked that little shit today, I said, are you sure? And then repeated it back at it. And it's like, no, you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Every single oh thing God. I asked it today. It was so funny. Oh, my God. I asked it what other songs have the one, three, four, five chord progression. And it says the twist by Chubby Checker and Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Yeah. And I don't think that's true either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if again, if we look at the two songs by, you know, uh, Marvin Gaye and Ed Sheeran, uh, they're different. I mean, yes. At the very beginning, that sounds similar, but again, the chorus changes in both of them. Like, like shift, shift. <laughs> Ed's Ed Sheeran song definitely shifts, and yeah. I mean, it's just kind of comparing the two, and it just, to me, it just doesn't add up. No, it it, it doesn't, and uh, but I didn't think that the Marvin Gaye estate was going to win against Blurred Lines either. So I don't know what's going to happen. Usually people on these juries don't have like the best understanding of things like music theory, which I really badly think that they need to be able to, you know, cor give a correct answer, to be completely honest. It's like, so you just don't know what's going to happen. They're going to be like, yeah, that sounds kind of similar. I see where that sounds the same. And then it breaks down if you actually put it under any scrutiny, any scrutiny at all. It just doesn't. So, no, and I, what do you call it? Also, aside from the AI this week, uh, they also asked Ed Sheeran to get on stage. Well, not stage, uh, get in front of the court with his guitar and actually play, you know, obviously the two out. And, uh, you know, just to start showing and singing how kind of when he's talking about the songwriting process, how fast it is that his craft in songwriting is. He's like, I did this in like a day. You know what I mean? Or so. And I obviously, you know, then shot it over to the other writer, which was uh, Emmy Wadge, I think it was, he said. But yeah, it's just having to like show the two in front of the, everyone in that room. This is what it is. This is basically how they sound together. And yeah, it's a chord progression. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, you better hope people understand that. I think he probably did his best to he did show the differences. I mean, I, I feel like it should help that they're literally different chords. I, I but it didn't help it didn't help blurred lines that if you put the sheet music on top of each other, it doesn't look the same. It just yeah, doesn't. it's not even sampled. Yeah. I mean, even like if you look at the two like with Ed Sheeran and Marvin Gaye, I mean, if it was sampled, then maybe you'd have something like, yeah, it was ripped. But no, because right, they asked actually... to use a sample. They were told no. And they're like, well, we'll just make something similar then. And it was really stupid, really dangerous precedent. And uh, I didn't like it didn't like that at all but like yeah i mean honestly i don't think that the idea that ed writes the songs quickly helps his case i i honestly think mm. it hurts his case because if you're writing that quickly maybe you're not stopping to think like where did i get an influence from and is that 
similar. Like I was fucking sitting in band practice and I don't listen to Weezer. I'm like, I don't like Weezer. I've heard Weezer on the radio. I've never sought out Weezer. I'm writing something. I'm like, this sounds really cool. And then it took, I stopped. I'm like, I just wrote, say it ain't so (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Um, and I was like, oh, we can't use that. Band's like, why? I'm like, because it's Weezer. <laughs> I think it's Weezer. <laughs> I was like, oh, this sounds kind of like, I forget who I said it sounded like in my brain, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. And I was like, it sounds very 90s is what it was. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, no, that's. Yeah, I've 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 come up with a chord progression before. And I was like, wait, no, that's creep. Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, they stole that one. I'm of course. Sure. I mean, every it's a chord progression. Either way, it's a chord progression. <laughs> like, it's not. It depends on how you play it, I guess. <laughs> it depends. It depends on how you play it. Because I remember there was some shit going on where they were also mm-hmm. mad. I think I think Olivia Rodrigo and someone pointed out, like, you know, your chord progression is exactly that one, right? And I think that kind of shut them up about it. But that's the thing. Like, chord progression is so stupid. It is. To try it's- to, like, flex on a chord progression that's relatively simple like maybe you made it very very famous but that doesn't mean you were the first person to use it it's absurd to think that just being the one who makes a chord progression into a song that everybody knows for better or worse gives you more ownership of it than the place where you got it from it just doesn't work like that no but i'm sure people wish it did (laughs) i don't know i just don't know where people get get off on like being like this but uh i guess i'm not just just not that greedy and also i don't have any thing that anyone's ever done that i did first and i was like that's my thing you stole my thing it just makes me seem like a whiny little bitch yeah it's either way it's just it just seems like a waste of time and money to complain about such things and to you know string it out into court you know and yeah there's other things that we could be focusing on obviously and this does seem like it's more you know uh money as a goal and i think that's happening so much that you more and more see somebody given like uh songwriting credit for interpolation interpolations which is when you kind of do exactly what yeah what it sounds nice like it's derivative yeah yeah so y- you derive something from something mm-hmm. and then you give somebody a songwriting credit i know taylor swift is credited with some inter- interpolations um a, a very famous one is beyonce's hold on contains an interpolation of a yeah 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 song which is it's not a sample it's not really copyright infringement, but they're taking like a motif from another song and putting it in their song and they're giving that person writing credit. Uh, Sam Smith, they gave writing credit to Tom Petty for Stay With Me because it sounds quite similar to Won't Back Down. It does sound pretty similar. I get it. I don't really agree with it, but I do get it. It's better to be safe. Yeah. Then sorry, because if someone sues you for infringement, they can, I've said this before on this podcast, they can do whatever they want if they win. They can take all the money if they want. They can have the copies destroyed 
if they want that's impossible Oof. these days but back when all mediums were physical mediums you could destroy essentially destroy the remaining stock Jesus. but only if you register for copyright <laughs> <laughs> technically you don't have to but it helps if you do i know you can do it later as well if you're really worried about it register your copyright so you can get more damages yeah that's my not legal advice today i am not a lawyer but did study music business this week's episode of Get Offset is brought to you by Moog Music. Moog instruments continue to inspire artists and listeners around the world. As music technology continues to evolve, the company and its employee owners carry on Bob Moog's devotion to creating innovative tools designed for the musician. Moog Music's latest venture is a reimagining of some of its most influential analog instruments of the past for today's audio production workflow. The Moger Foger effects plugins are compatible across all major DAWs on Windows and Mac OS, making the Moog sound more accessible than ever. I use the MF108 Cluster Flux, a flexible processor that can modulate between chorus, flanging, and vibrato in the background track you're listening to right now. I love this effect. It's probably the most used of the plugins uh, for me personally. I even use it in a recent recording project. Learn more about the Mogerfoger Effects plugins by clicking the link in the video or podcast description or by visiting software.mogmusic.com. That's software.moggmusic.com. Thanks again, Moog. <laughs> Thanks again, Moog. Thanks, Moog. <laughs> Moog, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I clapped out and then I said to Joe, you say thanks again, Moog. <laughs> and Joe sure did it. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously thank you moog please consider using the affiliate links in the show notes or video description um the moog ones just attract link to their website the sweetwater one is actually an affiliate link and we do get a small portion of that sh sale shared with us cute it's pretty nice it's pretty i pretty thoughtful pretty thoughtful to use those affiliate codes thank you very much you. big appreciation I think those were on sale last week. I hope y'all bought them last week because they're cool. Um, so I was in Portland last week. That was awesome. Hmm, I love Portland. Yes. Uh, lots of cool people in Portland. I was down there to see the whole study. They had a run of three shows. But when I got down there, I went over to hang out with Chris Benson for a little bit. I awesome. didn't play the new Fuzz or the Delay at NAMM. So I got to uh, play it there. They're both really, really, really cool. Um, the fuzz is just sick, man. Like, <laughs> it's fuzzier, as he said. But it also gets <laughs> relatively clean and nice. Just adds some good, like, depth texture to your sound. And the, the, the delay was super cool. I really, really liked that delay. I really um, liked it, too. <laughs> the repeats get really short. There are some, like, secondary functions. Like, you can change the waveform and the modulation. I don't want to get too spoilery, and it was because it's not even done. But No, uh, you're going to make me, like, scream inside of, like, anticipation. 
<laughs> it was very promising, very promising and cool delay. So excited. Uh, really excited to see what all they come out with this year. Um, I think it's going to be a good year for them. And that means it's a good year for guitar community in general. Um, yes. So then the next day I got to check out the cattle and bread offices and that was sick. The whole nice. building is painted. They had it commissioned to be painted. And it's like an old church. So you walk in the main area and it's like where everyone's populating the the PCBs and stuff. And there's like a very, very small stage in the back of the room. And there's a little solder pool, which I'd never actually seen one of those in person before. So they basically, yeah. they populate the components and they dip them in the solder pool and then they clean it up. Uh, it was very T2. <laughs> Just like this, oh, shit. it's like it's like a T1, mirror thousand. yeah <laughs> yeah i'll put a video on instagram uh, oh, cool. of it yeah, all I want to see that. yeah and then they have this cool little secret garden room which i'll also post a video of that on instagram <laughs> but nice. it was really fun uh big shout out to the whole team there especially joey uh for Thank making you. me feel at home they gave me they gave me and my husband a shirt and they gave me a sweater <laughs> which is i'm glad they did because I, I think we miscounted the number of days we were in Portland, both of us. And we were like, I think we oh, no. better shirts. Also, big shout out to Hank's uh, Music Exchange in Portland. Uh, I got to check out that shop. Unfortunately, Hank wasn't there. Um, but I bought I bought a little pedal. It's over there. I'm not going to grab it right now. But it was like a $70 lo-fi overdrive. And, I'm like, and I just played it for a little bit. I'm like, this is worth 70 bucks. And now <laughs> I, I impulse bought something yep, you're coming home with me little friend <laughs> you're, you're coming home with me uh that's not how that tiktok sound goes remember that was the big tiktok sound no one no okay <laughs> it's tiktok is funny because it's one of the, one of those places where you and someone else can be on completely different sides of tiktok yeah and you'll have something completely take over your feed and you'll try and be talking to this like drama with a friend and they'll be like chelsea what now the the <laughs> who the guy the why is she so mad <laughs> kind of stuff the rock thief lots of great drama on tiktok highly recommend i yeah. i am mostly surfing like the um creative content you know music like uh cat videos you know video games like that kind of stuff and yeah. comedy mine's mostly music nerds and cat videos so it's just See, well that's where we can converge we can converge on, <laughs> on the cat videos it's like i always tell people like oh tiktok's got like those dumb dances i'm like i never see the dumb dances i never see them at all like no. they, it's totally like not ever shown to me at all no it's just a, and it's a new world of uh very like people who are very how can you be famous if you're famous on in one niche on one platform but they are yeah, i saw a guy i recognized from tiktok at nam oh i did too i saw quite a few people that i recognize just walked by but of course you know my my introversion is more like okay online i can talk yeah no problem but in person yeah i, I see them they can walk yeah. by i'm not gonna i'm not gonna approach them <laughs> I see him. <laughs> I, always wonder, I always wonder how often TikTok people are recognized. I only get recognized at Hold Steady shows and some guitar stores. Yeah. Which is enough. That's enough. <laughs> that is the level of strangers coming up to me knowing my name and my cat's name. That's enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so you I don't think, know. I've, I'll see yeah, I princess. <laughs> I think that's only happened to me once so far, and it was interesting, to say the least. That was that <laughs> damn, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a damn. I was just like, what? Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was It was interesting. I mean, and, and then I did expect had it. with us. Yes, Stephen was awesome. That was that was great. I, I'm actually glad you invited him too. <laughs> I liked him. I uh, yeah, I was a couple margaritas in. <laughs> um, that was fun. But I was in I was in Portland mostly to see the whole study, hang out with friends, and mm. um, on set. So you know, for those who don't know, the whole study their way of touring for the most part now is they fly into a mm. city, they do three to four shows. And they do like a sound check and maybe another special event with fans. The new spe- the special event with fans, that's not a sound check. That's pretty new to Portland. I think they've tried mm-hmm. to do it at their annual Brooklyn shows before. But it was an afternoon with basically the band members talking about their passions. And the first one of the day was a guitar clinic with Tad and Steve. And I texted Steve like... A couple weeks ago, I'm like, if you need a moderator for that, you know, Blake from the Tone Mob lives in Portland. Also, I'll be there. <laughs> so, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. And uh, they invited me to moderate. They said they'd been thinking about getting a yeah. moderator, and I did it. I had a really fun time. It was recorded by the band. I hope it ends up on the internet. But it was really, really cool just to be able to, you know, talk to those guys at once, ask them kind of interviewee style questions because we've had them on the podcast before, both mm-hmm. together and just Steve. And uh, but just not as it wasn't as focused because this was like it had an outline, which was cool. We obviously deviated from that quite a bit. That's just going to happen mm-hmm. with those guys. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, we kind of kept to the script and um, had a lot of fun. And people came up to me afterwards, told me I did a good job. I was like, good, because it felt like yeah. it, it felt like it re- went really well. But like the worst <laughs> thing is like to feel like something went really well. And then everyone's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so much. Um, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> oh, it's the worst feeling. It is. Like, you yeah, should... I did great. And they were like, no, 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 like, that, yeah. that, you know, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't <laughs> see. And, but I usually like can tell when I'm failing and flailing oh yeah no i can too (laughs) it was like one of the first questions i asked was like like asking about like the approach to guitar and then there was like a very pregnant pause i was like oh fuck it's not a great start (laughs) but uh no but it was it was like it just felt longer than it was we moved on it got some great answers learned some really cool things i learned that neither of them really reads tabs they like really yeah tad uh because Tata texted me, he's like, yeah, someone who picks up guitar by really well by ear, meaning himself. Like, I'm curious mm-hmm. what, like, parts on the record you'd think people would be curious about learning. Because there was, like, kind of like a tutorial, but it's it's a little bit hard to show somebody how to play something in that kind of environment. Yeah. So they kind of talked more about, like, the approach to a couple of riffs and licks and songs. And uh, it was really 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 fun like i'm just sitting between the guitar the two guitarists in my favorite band and they're just playing guitar yeah. I'm like this is 
<laughs> just sitting there, just going, just looking left and looking right. No, I'm in the middle of this. This, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Great. It was an Emily sandwich and the guitars from the Hold Steady on either end. That was a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Oh they said weirder things on stage, and I cannot wait for the video to come out. Out of context. <laughs> At one point, Steve like they were just complimenting each other and he's like look at us jacking each other off and i'm like oh should i leave <laughs> like look at us yeah just it, who would have thought not me <laughs> it was it was really great uh, thanks so much to the band for inviting me to be a part of that it was so fun awesome. i'm i'm glad everything went well the shows were great. Uh, the the venue was not stoked on the amount of confetti that was thrown. So the second two oh, nights no. we, uh, people stayed and cleaned it up. I stayed the last night to help clean it up because you gotta know who you're booking. You know, you, you really should know if you're booking the whole state. There's going to be confetti. Confetti, confetti. Yeah. <laughs> the first night, a security guard. After the first confetti throw, I think they knew the second one was happening because they kind of had positions on the side of the stage. So they saw it like being distributed. He comes with yeah. the crowd and starts like knocking it out of people's hands. I'm like, congratulations. Oh. It's still on the floor. It's yeah. Floor. We just missed the fun part. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that the end result was still the same. <laughs> that was stupid. Like that was, that was just like some real dumb, dumb stuff. Like he just wasn't thinking. I, he was upset about it. Like he knew people would have to stay and clean it. Well, he thought they would have to stay and clean it. Our friends stayed and cleaned it. Um, yeah. But, you know, I get it. You don't want to have to do extra cleanup work. Most yeah. venues, some venues just charge like an extra amount of money if the band's going to have confetti. And I think that's a fine solution. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's one other story about the show so the, the whole yeah. thing's not really a mosh pit kind of band yeah on the last night some guy five songs in really wanted to start a mosh pit oh no and <laughs> uh another guy i i thought they were going to start fighting so security oh, no. over on stage right is there's a woman working security she's kind of looking out into the crowd mm -hmm with like the most glazed eyes I've ever seen. I'm like waving at her, like pointing at other people, like waving hey. at her. She's yeah. looking right through me. So finally, the, I think the tour manager was on that side and he pokes his mm -hmm. head out and he's like, like most of like, is, is there a problem? And I'm like miming a fight. I'm like, someone's going to start fighting over here. So, so here he did come and like moved the guy. But uh, I was like, okay, that doesn't happen at every show. <laughs> five no. songs in, five songs that, in. This guy had like, early. this guy had kind of like those dead eyes. I think he was pretty, uh, pretty probably high. On something, yeah, pretty high. But um, yeah, great weekend. Uh, Portland, always a pleasure. So so much great food, even better people from the folks who came and were at the whole city show to the band to Chris Benson. Hank from Hank's Music Exchange, Joey and everybody from Catlin Bread, just really made last week. Like, I needed that, and I was really mm -hmm. glad to get it. I'm glad you had that. Thank you. Thank you. So what have, what have you been up to? Got any new, <laughs> got any new pedals, or maybe you got a couple fewer yes. pedals? 
fewer. <laughs> I don't know. About, well, yes, a few a few have left my household in anticipation for uh, paying off uh, my Coloma build, which I am now. Dun, 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 I am done. In yep, it's, I, all I do now is wait. <laughs> so I'm excited. So you're gonna have. You're telling me you're gonna have one of these. Yes, I'm going to have a Freya. So, yes, I sold pedal over the past couple of months, pedals to fund my having mm -hmm. a custom one made. So I That's am awesome. pretty excited. Yeah, and I really am really, really excited to have Meredith making me one. So yeah, that's I'm looking forward to that. And also, of course, since we were at after Nam, we basically went to that pop-up. I was able to play that Old Blood Noise Endeavors BL82. I definitely, <laughs> as I got back, I did make good on basically saying, yes, I'm going to buy one. So I just obviously had to wait till I got home and the dust to settle after all the chaos that pretty much was my life following me on my trip back from Nam, and then since then. So um, once that settled, just like, yeah, I... I guess it'll be time now that I will get get it and welcome it in my home. Yeah, dude, it's been chaotic. Yeah. It was chaos <laughs> before, it's chaos again. And yep. I hopefully by next Wednesday, which is my birthday, oh. I'll have like every all the house stuff will be done. That's my hope. I hope so. Um, we had drywallers come again today. It was supposed to be a two-day job. They came again today. No, they always stretch it back. out. <laughs> they'll be back on Thursday. Well, we're not paying more. You'd think they'd want to get everything done. And then next week, we're having um, our bathroom remodel, which was a necessity. Yes. And uh, a necessity and a treat. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm so close to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yes. And I'm for you. I really want to get there on my for my birthday i just don't know if it's gonna happen i'm at let me look at my real-time subscribers 9934 so i'm 66 subscribers away please mm -hmm. help me get there please, i am embarrassed please, please. by how badly i want this do you know how hard <laughs> it is for me to say i really want it because i wasn't going to say how badly i wanted 10,000 subscribers when i had 7,000 subscribers but now that i'm very close please Please, please tell people. Please tell people. I really want <laughs> tell your, your friends, call. your dog. Like, comment, subscribe. Focus on the subscribe. Please subscribe. <laughs> I have I've been brainstorming like on YouTube. Yeah. New content to do. Yes. So it's not even it's not just gonna be the podcast and an occasional demo here and there, like a weekly demo or two. I'm I'm trying to come up with more. More of this kind of content. I think hopefully people will really find fun and interesting it's going to be relatively short form there may be an audio only version as well but i'm really excited about it i talked to some folk about it i hope it lands i'm going to hopefully start filming this stuff next week um i don't want to get anyone's expectations up too high but it's going to hopefully have some really cool people involved and awesome. be fun and educational and have a little something for mini guitarists 
No, it sounds like from what I've heard you told me so far, and I won't spill anything. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. And I always love the educational aspect of things and also included in the stuff I do too. So yeah, it's much appreciated. Yeah, it won't be too much technical stuff, but no. it'll, it'll be definitely kind of geared toward uh, helping people become better players or giving them something else they can put in their pocket for later, that kind of nice. thing. We've gone through so many names. Um, <laughs> yes, I think Anna yeah. came up with the name. My Anna has the best one. I'm sorry. Like you, you can tell should... she's a writer. <laughs> Anorama. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. I am. It's, it's so great. I kept going back and forth on the name because one of my names sounded too much like one thing and the other one sounded too much like the other. And y'all were like, just ask the people who they sound similar just, to. Yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to come up on some, with something else because even, even if I have permission, I think people will make the connection themselves. Sure. I disagree, but that's fine. Well, my opinion is the only opinion that matters in that. I know, I know, I know. It's valid. It's valid. It's my opinion. <laughs> God damn it. Well, we were going to talk about something else, but... We're 47 minutes in. I just like to end this episode by saying don't don't plagiarize other people. Don't do it intentionally. Try not to do it accidentally. But also if it's just a chord progression and you're like, oh, that chord progression is a little similar but not substantially similar then maybe don't sue somebody over it. <laughs> yeah please don't and ruin it for the rest of us <laughs> no please try not to ruin the entire creative industry don't don't try to ruin a, an entire creative industry because you saw dollar signs mm. is that what you want legacies to look like people oh don't, my god yes i don't know if people care about their legacies uh, we always talk about this like your legacy yeah, is going to be bad and people are like well i'll be dead so <laughs> yeah the more and more like we get on in the state of the world and how things obviously look looking forward not to obviously be darker or downer but yeah people are caring less and less about legacies or caring about the future and what they leave behind they're just like well i'm gonna get what i get now and do what i want now and fuck everyone <laughs> so unfortunately well, it to, yeah. yeah it used to take just like three generations for a person to be completely forgotten i don't think that's going to so much be like a guarantee anymore because that mm -hmm. that's like that was a lot of time before pictures. Everything's so, so fast-paced now, though. It is. Who knows? I'll be dead. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't mean it. I mean, I kind of. I, don't know. I just want to leave the world a better place than I found it. That's what I want. Yeah, that's always what I always talk about is good ripples. And again, whatever time I have remaining, just hey um if something i create or having some kind of connection with someone you know inspires them in some way or makes their day better i mean that's that's some kind of goodness that you leave in the world yeah speaking of goodness in the world you introduced me to a cool youtube channel today n-i-s-e-b-e-l-l-e nispel -E 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 i i know she said her name and now i'm just absolutely blanking i'm gonna click on this quietly watch an intro to one of the videos <laughs> yeah the i just got the shit 
It's, it's fine. I just caught her video for the first time today and I was just like, I am subscribing and I am following along on this journey because I love the way she tells stories and how she's talking about obviously the work that she does on her guitars and various other like working on pedals and stuff like that herself. So I'm definitely going to watch more of the videos that she has up so far. It looks like the past four months. Uh, so she's relatively new to YouTube, um, but definitely did enjoy what I saw. I do not think she said her name at the beginning of this video. Hmm. But she's a really good intro sequence. <laughs> Wait, let me watch the outro. Outro. <laughs> Come on. Come on, give me your name. Oh, it's Ambient Trash. Oh, she did a video with Ambient Trash. What's your name? Oh, no. No, I do this all the... Well, I actually, I really had to make myself remember to say, welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily, and your eyes are ravishing today. I got I got to get some new compliments. Uh, I guess uh, Nisabelle. I mean, Nisabelle. that's... Or Nisabelle. Yeah, that's basically the way I'm reading it. If I I'm am butchering it in any way, I'm absolutely obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed with pronouncing people's names right. It, it looks like Nisabelle to me. Nisabelle or Nisabelle. Yeah. But it's great. I, the one I watched was uh, Lessons Learned from Messing Up Guitars. So that was basically, a really good video. Oh, it was wonderful. I loved that video. It was basically talking about all the things down to like what to wear and what not to wear when you were working on <laughs> guitars and how obviously you can damage clothing, you know. <laughs> I will say I've never dropped a soldering iron on my foot. Like... <laughs> She did, thank God. <laughs> but she might saw she seems to solder a lot more than I do. But yeah, things like don't wear loosey goose sleeves mm -hmm. when you're soldering or working around tools. That's a good advice. And uh she's got good good time stamps. The soldering <laughs> irons are a loud thing. I've never really thought about, but yeah, I've gone, I've plugged something in after soldering to test it, and it's been a little bit mm -hmm. noisy. I never really thought about the soldering iron being why. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So check that out. I'll try to remember to include, include a link in the yeah. show notes slash video description. Um, yes. This is really good content. So everybody out there, thanks for watching slash listening. Thanks for understanding. That was Figaro. <laughs> it was his cue. You took his, you took his cue. Damn oh, it, Dan. Joe. You took his cue. <laughs> I'm always stealing his limelight. <laughs> well, until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Jonah Park. Goodbye. Be seeing you. <laughs>